Welcome to Geek's Corner, I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. Ducks have been observed to hop into whitewater rapids, ride them all the way down, and immediately go back to the top of the river to ride them again. I want to see well, of course. Donald do that at Grizzly River Run. Yeah, it'd be fun. Just him just <laughs> hopping in and just floating around. Followed by Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh, and absolutely. Scrooge McDuck watches from above. And then he yes. eventually joins in. Oh, I thought he would actually climb on top of the peak. Gizmo Duck's flying over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just all the ducktails. These over are Grizzly all River good Run. ideas. Um, Disney, if you'd like to use them, you are more than welcome to. <laughs> 15%. Our IP is your 25. IP. Uh, uh, you should use the uh, hashtag Geeks Corner to talk about um, ducks, I guess. Also, the other things we're going to talk about. Really? Tonight. Ducks? Who huh? is your favorite Disney duck? Is it Cameron? Because that's my name. Oh, and you're wearing. Ducks. There's ducks, guys! It's supposed to be a subtle reference. <laughs> I'm so I just, Subtle. I just looked over and I went, oh! Subtle. I love it when these things happen where Cameron's like saying a duck thing. I'm like, I wonder if it's because of my bow tie. And then subtle. two minutes later, <laughs> we throw subtlety. subtlety to the wind. Subtlety is not in my nature at all. That is okay. This year is the 60th anniversary yeah, of the monorail, the Matterhorn, and the submarine voyage. Actually, yeah, celebrate, all three of them celebrated their uh, birthday on anniversary, I guess on uh, Friday, and I was there to cover said celebration, and so we got to go on all three of them at a really early hour. Too and, early? Um, it was, no, it wasn't too early. It was actually cool because as we came into Disneyland on the monorail, you could see all the people lining up to go into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's fun. And, and I had this moment of like, oh my, I hope we don't have to walk through them, but they timed it so perfectly that right as we were getting off the monorail, they were moving up towards Galaxy's Edge. So nice. it was it was beautiful. Um, first question is, of the three, which one's your favorite and why? Um, Matterhorn. Why? Um, it is thrilling. It's the first tubular roller coaster. Um, so it's an imaginary Now that's what makes me have my favorite is, is that it's a, the first tubular roller coaster. Right. Listen! I like history, so we're gonna start there. Um, I just think it's really fun. Um, I did prefer the original matter the old not, school not the original but the pre-refurb matterhorn um because now it just throws my back out so i don't go on it as much as i would like to but matterhorn's my favorite cameron submarines poor q why because older two, new version two reasons one um they are the reason that disney has the largest privately owned uh submersible vessel mm-hmm. fleet in the entire See, world giving facts and two i'm so proud of you i fall asleep on that ride without fail every single time i go on that it is ridiculously it is so very good. relaxing it doesn't matter old or new it's just out every time i like it i like it a lot it's great i like the monorail we're very diverse. This here. is. <laughs> I love being able to see everything as we fly around the skies of Disneyland. You know what always bugs me about the monorail? 35 miles per hour. Like, they, they have this one rail. Why don't they just use two? To, like, you know, stability and... Not nearly as fun. Then it's just a train in the sky. Thank you. Sky train. Then it's Chicago. It's it's... Sky trains? Well, China. no, they have... Trains everywhere. Trains in You hit you in the face with them. So that's what that band was singing about the whole time. 2564 was the number of trains you're going to get smacked with in the sky. <laughs> sky trains! Um, anyway, I love the monorails from Walt Disney World because I love that they are an active form of transportation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, here, I mean, you get to 
downtown Disney or to Tomorrowland faster, mm-hmm. but in Walt Disney World, they are a true mode of transportation. You like, you really, really get places with them. So That is very true. Um, what do you think the legacy of these three attractions are? <laughs> Apparently that was a harder question that than is I a thought it question. was. It's a very hard question. Well, I mean, like we were just talking about, the monorails aren't going anywhere because they're a very viable form of transportation. They, uh... Then if you're talking legacy, that was Walt going, hey, this is a good idea. Look it. Hey, mm-hmm. neat. Um, and I mean, the, the same can be said of many of the, uh, of the other attractions that you're talking about here. Matterhorn was not only a uh, engineering feat, but a municipal feat to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of having an active fleet of submarines was ludicrous. I think all of them, the legacy is we can do what we want mm-hmm. and make it really cool. And quickly. Yeah. yeah. It was all done in under a year, if I remember correctly. You're in day. And yeah. I... Right? Something like that. And I sent you... It was funny. Earlier this month, I sent you a photo of Matterhorn under construction, and the photo was dated for, like, April hmm. uh, 59, and it, I'm like, it opened... I'm sorry, what? And it was, like, half-built, and, like, they pumped that out so quickly. It was fun. We got to talk to a guy from the archives during this event, and he was saying how... Back in those days, it was basically, I have an idea. Let's do it. And he's like, there's no project managers. There's no, like, big bureaucracy. Oh, there's some hammers. It's like, hey, we're going right to do now. this. And then, I think it was, like, eight months later or whatever, they're like, hey, we have a new attraction. He was just like, Let's no, put the vice president on it. I was re- I was reading the Quran the other day, and um, there was a section about uh, the, the mountain not coming to Muhammad. Um, I think we could do better. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. We'll just put it wherever we want. Um, other things that are exciting that's going on at the Disneyland Resort is yesterday, the Disneyland Resort All-American College Band made its 2019 debut. We were on hand to um, film and record those, so you can check all those out on the YouTube channel because it's just going to explode for the next uh, about 11 weeks um, with videos. Uh, very quickly, what do you love most about the college band? Um, Cameron, I'm assuming you like it a little bit. I don't know. I, I realized I didn't prep you for this, and so I'm suddenly like... Am I taking the I'm opposition? To, I'm like, I'm No, to... I'm against music and the arts. How dare you? Well, you never I'm know. against students learning things. Anyway. Like opportunities for people from around the country? <laughs> oh! Favorite part of the program. Favorite part of the program is uh, that it feels like the Diet Coke version of the all, uh, the um, <laughs> Disneyland band. And I mean that very positively. Yeah. It's younger, spunkier, hasn't been around as long, but certainly knows how to groove and just not afraid to try things different. <laughs> well played. Your turn. That was going to be mine. Is that there's so much. Really? There's not the Diet Coke version. Wow. I was, that exact sentence is about to no, Actually, I was going to say the Coke Zero. Of, <laughs> um, it's actually uh, Coke Zero calories now. <laughs> um... But the energy that they bring is just so much fun every single uh, year. And I, from the program standpoint, I love that they get to work with professionals in the field. Um, there's so many, the, the college band isn't just fun and games performing. It's very much uh, almost like an internship of learning things for music career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just a really super awesome opportunity for these 21 students to grow as musicians and as professionals. Favorite song, go. Uh, bubbles uh, can't take it. Bubbles, it's, yeah, that's his. Um, attractions medley. Yeah. It's so fun. Sure, I really enjoy the Star Wars med- med- I really like medley. that too. I'm a little bit bummed they took out the uh, race theme this year, but uh, um, that one's pretty high up there. Bubbles is hard to beat. Also, sure. um, what is a song that's not 
currently being played by the college band and you've never heard played by the college band that you would like to hear played unless they picked it up this year or unless i've missed it the avengers theme that'd be cool uh i'm actually gonna have to pull you out of that one because the mellophones are using that as their introductory music it's so good yes so they're doing the so another song try again it's your turn life no i already have one um you already know no i said no i don't know um, because I like a lot of music in the Muzak. world. Music. Um, this is a fun question that I enjoy. Um, this <laughs> is, not selling at all. Honestly, I'm just like, I appreciate the opportunity that you have given me to experience. Um, do they do Casey Jr.? I want to hear them play DuckTales. I want to hear them do Casey Jr. Oh, that'd be I fun. think they would be hilarious with DuckTales. I want a Disney Ooh. Afternoon Avenue medley. That would work too. But like, you're I kind think... of stealing my idea, but oh, that's okay. okay. <laughs> I was expanding on your idea, you not were, stealing yes, it. Yes, you were taking it. Thank you. Casey Jr., if, I, if they haven't done that. Make that into something, somebody. That was good. No. Why is it always me? Why is it always me? That'll be good, too. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, this last weekend, actually on Friday when I was in there for the other event, I happened to notice that on Main Street, the Main Street Cinema now has merchandise in it. Disneyland's officially said it's in an effort to test to see if they can get more people to go into the Main Street Cinema. What do you think about this first off? Cameron, you look like you have thoughts. Because <laughs> you glare at the camera. Here's the, the point. This is a subverted reference to a video I've made and we've used several, several things. It doesn't matter what I think. It does. People are listening. Here's the thing. Disney go and make money. That is true. And if... It makes money to put things in a place that no matter how much people enjoy having that place away from such things, if it is ultimately profitable for them to put something in there, they go and put something in there. And your personal preference? I would love for it not to be in there because it's a wonderfully quiet place to get away from the parks. Okay. But but that's why they need to put something in there? Yeah, see, the point is it's being completely unutilized, which is why so many people yeah. enjoy it. I understand that there's going to be a small group of people, mostly annual pass holders, mostly those people who are very familiar with the park who are going to be very disappointed they don't have their secret oasis to sneak away to and that's kind of the point yeah. i think um i don't know if this is a devil's advocate but it's it's kind of just another uh, Pig observation Pig advocate. is if they want more people to go in there and up the numbers they should make it look like you can go in there <laughs> because what they've done now is they've taken out the main curtain so you can just walk around the ticket booth and go in and you're like oh there's stuff in there and i can tell you you see people kind of like look at it all the time and never actually walk in because with those big heavy curtains before it didn't actually look like you could enter it um i, I don't know that that would accomplish the goals they want because it does come down to bottom line but um I, I think you could do something more interesting from a merchandise standpoint than the uh, patriotic stuff you know maybe that's where you sell movies you know make it themed with the cinema theme mm -hmm. or something i don't know I think if it gets to a point where it feels less intrusive, because right now, because of acting as a merchandising um, location, the lights are brighter than they normally are in there. Um, music is still playing, but the way the merchandise is set up feels... Uh, Out of place. It does. Um, it doesn't feel like it's... Wor <laughs> I'm going to get into feng shui for a second. It doesn't feel like it goes with the way that that room should go. Um, it feels like there should be like a agreed with the merchandise not fitting in the room. 
um, it feels out of place there, and then the placement of it just doesn't... It, it When you walk in, it's very jarring where everything is. Um, so I do really hope that it's truly a push to get more guests to go in and um, realize that it's a uh, cinema, that they can walk in and enjoy um, some cartoons, but I'm going to be super bummed out if it takes the Walt Disney World approach. I kind of wish it would turn into a true... Uh historical venue where yeah. it pulls you in and in you you know maybe you get to see oswald Gard like rotate maybe what's in there and and use it as a place to um maybe further the disney legacy and uh and sure you could have maybe some merchandise but maybe not everywhere merchandise you know put it at the entrance on the sides yeah. so as people going you know turn it kind of into an attraction in that regard which it technically is and, and then as they come out, they're like, oh, I can buy Oswald, or oh, I can buy this movie, or cartoons, yeah. or all the Disney shorts, or, you know, like, there's there's ways you could do this that I think you could kind of keep everybody somewhat happy, other than the, the ultimate people who just don't want anything to change ever in the purists. And I actually somewhat resonate with it, because there is an element of... of um, you don't want to get rid of too much nostalgia. Yeah. But at the same time, you want it to be useful. And, mm -hmm. and I think there's a balance that needs to be found there. And they need to find that balance of of not necessarily just getting rid of things and getting rid of these little um, nooks and crannies that, that are little treasures around the park, but maybe um, embracing them and building around them as opposed to just taking over them. Um, I don't know. Those are my random thoughts. But what are those? What those are going to lead into is um, a new segment that we like to call "Breaking News." Breaking news. Um, Cameron's going to go first okay. because I got nothing. And uh, what's going to happen here is you're going to start with breaking news, and then your headline's going to go. Headline is going to go after it. Um, the topic obviously is merchandise on Main Street or in the Main Street cinema because that just seems like it's fun. Um, do you want do you want a second more? Yeah, camera I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, when you're ready, it's all yours. Breaking news. Hollywood sells out. It's short, sweet, it's yep. correct. <laughs> Here we go. Breaking news. Disneyland goes exactly against what Walt would have wanted. <laughs> Breaking news. Mickey's all about the merchandise. <laughs> Breaking news. Capitalism strikes again. Breaking news. Your annual pass dollars are going to this. <laughs> Just eyebrow. Breaking news. Eyebrow raise. <laughs> Breaking news. More money at the movies. <laughs> more money movies uh, that's all yeah. i got cool one um, more round yeah i don't got anything else um, but that's okay cool breaking news air conditioning believe it or not is not free going off of that one breaking news star wars galaxy's edge costs a lot of money <laughs> breaking news disney says bye 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 <laughs> <laughs> And we're 
done. That was Luke. Luke for the win. Is my hero. I don't my Shop bell. I feel like you should get his. It's great. over there somewhere. There it, you got it. Oh yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's up there. Ding 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 ding. If you like that segment, let us know in the comments. Maybe we'll bring it back. We'll see. Hopefully, we don't get hated after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Over at Pixar Pier, Bo Peep is now meeting guests daily, and uh, she's getting mixed She's wearing bands! You know what? If it's new, it's going to get mixed reactions, Trousers. I think. Um, what do you guys think of Bo Peep? She works better than the weird live-action human Hunchback of Notre Dame characters. And the weird live-action Bo- or, um, Jessica Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Her. Uh. True. Um... I think she looks great, especially when she's with Woody. I think they just yeah. make sense visually. I am more <laughs> like I, the thing I was more concerned about once I saw the Toy Story four premiere was if Woody was going to have a forky that he carries around like a baby. Bless you. Um, so I'm very glad that we have Bo Peep and Woody, and Woody does not have a baby forky. <laughs> I am. I'm really. I'm really glad. I am so glad. Because nope. he just, he literally, like, baby on his hip, like, this is my baby Forky. And Forky's precious. I love him. Mm-hmm. I just think it's very funny that Woody's just like, this is my buddy. He's it's my just, pal. It's, it's different, yes. So I think that Bo's great. Just as a connective thought to that, the marketing genius behind Forky oh, um, <laughs> is, well, when making films, they want to not necessarily make a Mary Sue yeah. But they want to make a character with the audience can, least target audience can relate to, and they chose to make a character that is having an existential crisis constantly. Mm-hmm. Man, they threaded that needle. That was the so best, good. I want to say the best thing ever, and I know some people have. Was this synergy with Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge and Docking Bay Seven? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You could put googly eyes on it. No, um, I know some people have pointed on this negatively, but this just speaks on um, Disney being able to sell anything they are selling build your own (laughs) with a spork and pipe cleaner and googly eyes and a tongue depressor you know what would be interesting that's amazing you know be interesting with that though is to see if it's cheaper to buy that or to go buy all of the different components i think it's like 20 dollars i'm like i honestly don't know really then it's probably not no here's the thing because you cannot buy those as single units, you have the option of either buying one Forky or spending the same amount of money and buying 500 Forkies. But do you really want them? Army of Forkies! Make, well, I don't know. It depends how many times it takes to get it right. Or you steal a tongue depressor from the doctor's office. You steal a spork from and Star what Wars. What do you do today? not cost down stealing it was a on Luke's corner. I just, like, I just wanted to build a Forky! <laughs> Um, it's okay. You Steal can't get from sports your medical from professionals. You're going to be here first. Okay. Um, I think Bo and Peep, actually, balls. we're going to dial it back in. Uh, we could talk about Forky up on the, uh, on the other part of the yeah. tour, but we didn't put that in the order. It's okay. Anyway, I think Bo Peep actually <laughs> looks way better in person than in pictures. Yeah, I agree. And, um, and, and she's fine in pictures, but I, I think I could see where some people were a little bit weirded out by eyes and stuff. And, um, I didn't find them as weird like i just kind of think that's she looks very toy-like in person yeah. yeah well the problem with photographs in general is it moves much closer to the uncanny valley yeah those yeah. things are built that to is... be moved in so yeah, the, that's, to that's be able true. to experience them in person is a completely different yeah thing. um speaking of completely <clears throat> different things ghostbusters is coming back for a third slash fourth time but really it's the third because the other one's not being acknowledged in this one 
Well, that wasn't a. It wasn't the third. I know it was. A That's why I said the parallel other. universe. But it's it's really. Is it like a Star Trek mirror universe type thing? Mm-hmm. And the, by the way, this is not a hate there, on the but new not there. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it's I, a good film. I very much enjoyed it. And Different I loved, film. Good I love the cameos and um, Chris Hemsworth became one of my favorite actors because of that film. Like, his comedic chops in that film are ridiculously amazing. Makes me want to see Men in Black. It's brilliant. That's actually the only reason I want to see Men in Black is because of Ghostbusters. It was so good. See, now, that's... Weirdly, I come from the other perspective because I saw him in Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And he is brilliantly funny in that. See, I haven't and, seen that. Um, and so, coming into the Thor thing, it was kind of like... Oh no, he's this very this funny actor. Uh, yeah, but like to have it come on the other side of that is very fun too. Um, so anyway, that has nothing to do with the movie that's being made. No, it's fine. Um, what does have to do with the movie that's being made is the first and second Ghostbusters, and they keep adding more and more original cast members to said Ghostbusters number three. And yeah, they just um, have the receptionist today. Then? Yeah, Andy yeah. Potts is the one that was added today. Who, speaking of Toy Story four connection there you go and um so it appears that uh janine will be coming back to ghostbusters 3 if this ends up being true she hinted at it but you know she could be teasing it or or lying to us um which obviously brings up the question of will rick moranis return as well which yeah i was actually wondering about that because in the second one isn't aren't they like coupled in the second one I'm pretty sure they're love yeah, interests. In but the thing one. is, Rick Moranis personally has com- almost completely stepped away from acting, right? Yeah. Like yeah. so, he's been out of the public yeah. eye for a very long time. Do you think? Do you think this could do it? See, the thing, I, the thing is, it wasn't. From I what I understand, so, but... it wasn't a "I want to stop acting" thing. He just chose to follow a different path in life. Yep. Um, which is cool, uh, and especially considering a person was, is able to do that in that in this industry. Um, yep. I'm predicting probably similar to you that he made that decision and he's sticking with it. Um, I think so too. So I would love to see him come back, even if it was for a cameo, but mm-hmm. I don't think he will. Because I think once you open the door, then he's going to get a million requests oh, yeah. for yeah. cameos and all oh, this yeah. other stuff. Um, what do you think about this new film? I'm just, I'm excited. I am worried that the more they, I'm just worried it's going to turn into fan service, to be completely honest. Yeah. I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably enjoy the fan service. I'm just worried about that. There is a good and bad way to do fan service. Avengers Endgame is a good example of how to yep. do good yeah. fan service. That's exactly right. Um, I have complete faith in the original writers of the show being able to do that correctly. Yeah. Whether or not the bottom line signing production companies allow them to do that is going to be a bigger question because the era that the original two ghostbusters were made is a very different that is so structure of how hollywood is run now so um the one thing i think that gives hope <clears throat> back what you're saying up is um production company is basically building the entire year around this third movie so new video games new new book or comic books i guess um they're re-releasing the original with extra bonus features and all this um, jazzy stuff and it really seems like they're getting behind um, all of these people and the other thing that gives me hope a little bit is if Bill Murray is indeed in this movie and is on board with the script to me that's one of the best endorsements you can get because he's always been the linchpin that's kept a movie like this from being made 
the real trick of it, and this is where what worries me for the oversight and correction, the beauty of Ghostbusters, and you really have to, I think, <laughs> step back from it. Ridiculousness. It, it's not just ridiculousness. It's that truly the main people, the main Ghostbusters, the main characters are remarkably unlikable people. That mm -hmm. is a very, They're very important. They're charming. Flawed. They are. They are charming, but they are bad people they are yeah. not heroes and and i don't mean that in the anti-hero kind of way they're just not they're bumbling they're rude they're um chauvinistic often but there's there's an element of allowing those quirky people be the heroes despite all of that that worked and i hope they're able to maintain that i hope so too um even well if they're even up that part of the film like they might not even be like i don't know how active they're actually going to be with the mm -hmm. film like they might just have a role of like they're off in new york and you go visit them or something and find mm -hmm. out how to fight ghosts and you have this one homecoming scene and then it's like bye guys and then these new kids go and fight ghosts i don't know but um yeah my biggest hope is is bill murray um i also like that uh, jason reitman is the guy behind it writing it and directing it um, yeah. after his father and uh so we will see. Um, I'm I'm kind of this a little bit up, kind of. I'm excited for it, but I'm not. I'm cautiously optimistic at this point, but not geeking out about it yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bustin makes me feel good, but. Um, but yeah. where do we draw the line? <laughs> In the ectoplasm. Huh. All right, moving on to Walt Disney World. They announced today that prices <laughs> are going up for some annual passes. Katie can share a little bit about that. I think. Can um, I can't give you exact numbers off the top of my head because three <laughs> about forty-two. It's an exact number. It's not the right one. Always. Yeah. Um, but annual passes have gone up. The thing that I noticed uh, mainly because I am a Premier Pass holder is that Premier has gone up again because Premier did increase uh, from fifteen ninety-nine to nineteen forty-nine uh, when the Disneyland passes increased, and now it has gone up again um, to about $2,100. Uh, so that has gone up and then largely uh, the top two or three passes at Walt Disney World have increased largely. Um, which comes right as? Which comes right as Walt Disney World has announced their special events that are coming this summer for annual pass holders. Among these special events is that really the only one that matters. Annual pass holders are going to get a preview of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but the only pass holders that get it are gold, platinum, and... Uh, Premier, which are the three passes that have gone up majorly. The other passes have gone up $30, $40, $50. These have gone up $150, $200 So each. basically, instead of having a Star Wars party, they just raised the prices of the passes for yes. the people that would buy said Star Wars party. Yes. So the other lower <clears throat> tier passes are not eligible for this Galaxy's Edge pass holder preview. Which it would swamp it. Like, I, I can't yeah. even imagine. And I'm sure that even still... It's known as Dago buying it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's <laughs> I'm sure even still, there, there's going to be limited spaces in Galaxy's Edge, and not everyone is going to get to attend these previews. Um, but uh, instead of... In, uh, the, yes, they are free <clears throat> events for these annual pass holders, but there is a hefty price tag attached to it. Yeah. So whether you're paying now or you're renewing in 11 months, like either way, they're mm -hmm. being paid for. So... Thoughts, comments. Supply and demand, friends. Supply and demand. The great counterweights of capitalism. The great chain. I'm doing a Bioshock reference for those who are listening. 
supply and demand. Demand is very, very high, mm-hmm. which means that the supply is very, very low. You have to bring those back in balance. And the only catalyst which can affect that balance <clears throat> is cost. They have to charge more so that the demand lessens and the supply increases so that they can reach stasis. That's what's happening. Right the balance now. point. The balance. So Disney, in the, in the nicest terms, owes people nothing. It's true. Uh, they are a business, not a nonprofit. They <clears throat> are solely interested in making their business thrive. And that doesn't mean that they can gouge for every single cent that they possibly can because then their business would not survive. However, they need to know when there is a point when they're charging too low for the value of the thing they have. Um, in the same way that you wouldn't want a nice elote man on the corner to charge one cent per corn cob, knowing that he was losing astronomical amounts of money and you want to keep him in business, mm-hmm. Disney's doing the exact same thing, except their elote is much bigger. Well, and the other thing, and we talk about this all the time, if annual passes were the same prices as they were during, say, the 15th anniversary, everyone would have an annual pass and the parks would be flooded and you would never be able to get in. So there is... Um, a guest experience piece to all of this uh where you are because you are paying more money even if that means that instead of an annual pass you just do a three or four day trip or you buy tickets here and there and only get to experience one day your experience will be greater because the park is getting more expensive and unfortunately it's the nature of the beast it does have to happen people do get priced out and it's not fun no one likes that people are getting priced out of it um but that's just the way the cookie crumbles way it gets fixed is when people stop paying it it's true yep really that is the only way you can affect the system at all so if you are constantly complaining about it your only literally only option uh to affect this continuing progression is to stop buying it and if that is an impossible feat for you then stiff upper lip and that is (laughs) and that's not us being on our high horse uh annual pass holders, bloggers, whatever. It's truly, you have to vote with your wallet. That's how uh, capitalism works, is where you put your money is what you are putting your vote to. So the more you, uh, whether you withhold your money or put your money to something, it's you are either supporting it or not supporting it. And a perfect example of that is actually how Disney has acquired a lot of things recently. Um, Let's talk about X-Men. It has (laughs) lost a lot of money. That's how come Disney was able to buy it, because there was a, not enough interest in it, yep. so they had to lose it. Yeah. That's, Disney is just on the opposite side of that. There's too much interest in it, so they have to do something. And that's why they built Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, is so they can keep going with the interest. Yep. Anyway, we're losing interest, because it's already 10 o'clock. Wow. You should definitely go to thegeekscorner.com if you're not there already. Thegeekscorner.com is where you can watch all of this. Check out dapsmagic.com, see all the Disney and geek news as it happens, read our opinions about things, find our Patreon, subscribe to our mailing list. And subscribe to this YouTube channel, and you can catch lots of college band videos throughout the summer, other videos as well. We've got a ton going up. But that's all the time we have for you this week, so we will see you around the corner. Bye!